If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Everybody's talking about superfoods, nutritionally dense foods, super beneficial to your health. Did you know that beets are one of the most powerful superfoods loaded with an important nutrient to increase your blood flow and hence your energy? But who wants to eat a pound of beets every day? Now you can get the super benefits of beets in a powerful concentrated superfood drink. Super beets, made from beets grown to exacting standards and concentrated into superfood crystals. Super Beets promotes the body's natural ability for healthy circulation and increased energy. You want the benefits of a powerful superfood? Call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeets.com. With a first order, get an extra 30 days of Super Beets free, plus indicator strips to see how Super Beets works for you. And free shipping. 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeets.com today. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. Oh, how we love to be in love. Isn't it awesome? I mean, it's euphoric. But then you end up dead at the bottom of the Hudson River. 
Okay, how did that happen? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I'm talking about none other than Angelica Griswold. She was sent to marry her true love, Vincent Viafore. They had been living together. Everything looked great. They had all the same interests. They apparently had a very, very exciting, um, let me just say, sex life. There's really no good way to put that. And then everything goes sideways. One of the interests that they shared was kayaking. But then this, take a listen to this 911 call. Tell me exactly what happened. We are kayaking. My fiance flipped over. He's in the water right now. Right, does he have a life vest on? Yeah, he has, he has something that he's holding on to, but he, it's getting very bad. I don't see him anymore. All right, Angelica. Angelica, can you hear me? Angelica, are you still with me? Okay, Angelica, can you hear me? Angelica. And can you hear me? Hi, can you hear me now? I can hear you. I don't see him anymore. Okay, did he have, okay. All right, we've got help on the way, okay? Did he have a life jacket on when he flipped over? He had a little, um, like a floating thing. He didn't have a vest. It wasn't a vest, but he had something to hold. He was something that helped him float. But I don't see him. Oh, my God. Can you make your way over towards the Cornwall Yacht Club where you see all the lights? Yes. Yes, start paddling over towards that way, okay? I'm not worried about myself, I'm worried about him. No, I understand, I understand. Okay, I'm going to put you down a little bit. I'm yeah, that's start. fine. Put, put me down, just keep oh, the phone I see, I see the boat. You yeah, see I the see boat the now, boat. good. All right. Well, you can put the phone down, just keep it open. Don't hang up on me, okay? Okay, okay. It was a Sunday evening, and even though it was warm outside, of course, for upstate New York, still the water was cold and dark in the choppy Hudson River. Joining me right now, David Hopkins, Crime Stories investigative reporter. David Hopkins, tell me what happened the evening, early evening, still daylight hours on that Sunday afternoon when Vincent Viafore goes to the bottom of the Hudson River. Well, actually, they were, they were heading back to the mainland from, uh, from Bannerman Island, and uh, the wind had started to pick up, as I understand. It was going on 7 o'clock or so. And uh, the way it was laid out was the wind was picking up. They were gusting up to 16 miles an hour. The waves were at 3 to 5 feet. They were fighting against strong con- uh, the currents there. And apparently water began to go into the cockpit area of uh, Vince's kayak. And before too long, with uh, he was again, like you said, uh, it was the currents were allowing him to further and further away, and he capsized. And uh, with uh, temperatures at 47, 46 degrees Fahrenheit, that is borderline frigid, and uh, it doesn't take long for uh, your body to start to succumb. So uh, that's where the 911 call picks up. Well, as a matter of fact, to Karen Smith joining me, a renowned forensics expert. Karen, you and I have performed many, many experiments 
together scientific experiments, but how quickly does your body reach the ambient temperature of the water? The water was much colder than the the uh, air. You know what? Your body is going to succumb very quickly. You know, you're, you don't radiate body heat in water. It's not an insulating instrument. It's going to disperse your body heat very, very quickly. And 40, 45 degree water, you have only a few minutes to get out of that water before you go into hypothermia and you succumb to it, you lose your breath and you're going to drown. Well, I'm, I'm projecting because I've dived many, many times, hundreds of times, literally, before the twins were born. Then I hung up my wetsuit because I thought it might be too dangerous. And um, we would go diving in cool water, but I would always wear, you know, long sleeve, long pants, long legs, wetsuit. So I'm not sure what Viafore was wearing, but I know this. You can't stay in water that cold for long. Now, according to someone in the know, they say, and I'm referring to Jeff Shack, the Commodore at the Cornwall Yacht Club in the Hudson Valley. That's off the Hudson River. It was about 730 by the time he gets a phone call that there was a situation, a capsizing of a kayak. He says the water was, quote, choppy three to four foot swells. I know it's a river, but if you're familiar at all with the Hudson River at that particular spot at Bannerman Island, and there's an old castle, the uh, Bannerman Island is just nothing more than enough dirt, enough land out in the middle of the Hudson to build kind of an old, old castle on. Um, And then there's not a lot of land around it. it. It's just a tourist destination to boat up there or go out there and you'll see people looking around the the ruins of that old structure but it's very choppy and cold out there i've been out there many many times immediately help was called now by then isn't it true to david hopkins crime stories investigative reporter she angelica graswald was also in the water not only was vincent viafore who's in a separate kayak He had been swallowed up by the river, but she was now in the water, too. She had had her own accident. Is that right, David Hopkins? Uh, Well, yes, she did, as a matter of fact. Apparently, as the the story unfolded, uh, she was trying to get closer and closer to the capsized boat with Vince, and then she, too, was was, uh, overcome and was in the water herself. Before we go any further, who is Angelica Graswald, also Angelica Lipska. She's from Latvia when it was still part of the Soviet Union. Now, as soon as the Iron Curtain was lifted, she was looking for opportunity. She got a nanny job in the U.S., and by the time she meets Vincent Viafore, she had been married and divorced twice. But so had he. Now, according to to people that know them and relatives, it was, quote, love at first sight. Vincent Viafore was 11 years older than her with a great job, a project manager with the New York State. What happened next? Apparently, they were very happy together. Karen Stark, renowned psychologist, joining me out of New York, they had the perfect relationship, Karen. What was it like for her to see her groom-to-be disappear under the choppy waters of the Hudson River. 
Well, you would think, Nancy, that it was devastating, and she does say that it was a tragic accident. Well, this guy was known for barbecuing ribs, dance moves, and being a party guy when he wasn't working hard, never known to cheat, gamble, booze it up, nothing like that. Apparently, the two very, very happy until suddenly things went sideways. Back to David Hopkins, Crime Stories investigative reporter. She was brought in for questioning. What, if anything, did we learn? Well, she uh, actually began to uh, talk a little bit about uh, about the kayak itself, about leaving the plug off of the kayak. And whoa, then whoa, wait, wait, about... wait, wait a minute. What did you say about the plug coming out of the kayak? Well, yeah, there was a plug. Uh, it's called a drain plug. And uh, they were talking about that. Apparently, she had removed the drain plug from the kayak before they actually left the mainland to begin the trip. He's right. David Hopkins is right. Angelica Graswell admits she sabotaged Vincent's kayak before he drowned. New York State Police investigators say this woman admits she removed the plug on the kayak and manipulated his kayak paddle. They even say, in addition to removing the drain plug, she was pushing a floating paddle away from him after his kayak capsized. Imagine that. You're out in the water. You've got three and four foot waves of black water, choppy water coming over you. You don't have on a life jacket. You're trying to stay up, and then you actually see your fiancé pushing a paddle away from you. What? Hey, look, don't take my word for it. Listen to the audio tapes of her interrogation that we have obtained. Listen. Why didn't you have that plug in there? He didn't have it. I have it. He took it out of that car at one point. Straight out to Karen Smith, forensics expert. Weigh in, Karen. Well, I did a little bit of research. I kayaked quite a bit uh, in the rivers of Tennessee and Florida, and kayaking is, is difficult to stay balanced on its own. The plug that was removed is called a scupper plug, and the reason that it's there, and there are several different uh, versions of this, but the reason that it's there is to keep water out, especially in what? Choppy conditions, because you're naturally going to get a little bit of water in a kayak. It's designed for a little bit. But when you cross that threshold into too much water, you're going to have an imbalance, not only in three to five foot waves. I can't imagine kayaking in, in conditions like that. But the water is going to be sloshing around the kayak. You're going to capsize. So that plug is there for a purpose. And if it was purposefully removed, tells me she knew what she was doing in addition to pushing his paddle away. That's enough for me. Well, not only that, hold on to your seat, Karen Smith, because the paddles of a kayak are held on by something called a C-clip. She had actually disconnected them. Listen. How long before you guys went on your uh, kayaking trip did you take that ring? The same day? I didn't take the ring. Killed him. Okay, it's not just that. The singing, the chanting that goes on during their interrogation tape, it reminds me a lot of um, Jody Arias, who started a rendition of Oh Holy Night, which, you know, I must have listened to 500 times. But 
This woman, uh, does the bizarre behavior during the investigation tapes as she's being interrogated was right there. You know, you know what? Listen for yourself. Let's hear some more of her interrogation tape. What are your feelings and emotions knowing that this is about to happen? That when you're gone? Um, like, ripping in two hops. You know, into the What's the demon side saying? The demon side. Oh, he's not a good side. You guys don't want to see that side of me. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Oh, that's the side that's telling me. That's just me. That's what I have. Just let it go. 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 Why the demon side went out? Well, because it's the way it's treating me. So even after she admits to pulling the plug, to removing the paddles, to pushing them away from Vincent as he's drowning, she comes up with an excuse as to why he needed to be dead. Listen. When you washed him in the water, with a part of you saying, my worries are going away now, and I'm free, and were you almost... When Angelica Griswold spoke to police, she insisted, quote, I loved him. I'm not a murderer. But that wasn't the end. She also says, I didn't kill him. I loved him. I'm not a killer. I'm a good person. Take a listen to what she says to ABC's 2020. I just want to ask you, so so you have a chance to answer this question. Did you kill Vince? No. That day? No. I didn't kill him. Did you do anything that you knew might lead to him being hurt? No, I didn't. Or him dying in the river? No, I loved him. I didn't do it. You never wished that he was no longer in your life? You never did anything to him that day? that would have either actually caused his death or that you knew had a good chance of causing his death? No. I loved him. I did not want to kill him. (laughs) And I didn't do anything to kill him. But that is not the end of the story. Let me pause very briefly and thank our partner making today's investigation into the most recent break in the kayak killer murder mystery making it possible it's legal zoom you know new year's madness is over we can't use that as an excuse anymore it's time to write our own success stories for 2018 legal zoom can help you make that possible will this be the year you finally get serious about launching and running your own business Will this be the year you rest easier knowing you finally took care of your family's future with the right estate plan? As a matter of fact, LegalZoom has been helping people just like us take care of dreams and responsibilities over 16 years. The good news is LegalZoom is not a law firm. They're not lawyers piling up billable hours behind your back, but 
They are a nationwide network of independent lawyers that get you on the right path and keep you there, and it's all at your fingertips. Whether you want to take your business to the next level or take control of your family's future with an estate plan, LegalZoom plugs right into your life. With that nationwide network of independent lawyers, they also ensure pricing is up front. Start writing your 2018 success story at LegalZoom.com right now. And for special savings, enter promo code NANCY, N-A-N-C-Y, in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. LegalZoom.com. Thank you. You always want to say you need to do sexual things. Well, yeah. Okay. He wanted threesomes, porn, everything. Okay. And I was not ready. Did it upset you that yeah. he sort of switched that he did not want to marry you? Yeah, of course. Who proposes somebody in the change their mind? Straight back to what we are learning right now regarding the kayak killing murder mystery. That's really just the tip of the iceberg. Because what she says after, after he's dead to Karen Stark, New York psychologist, is that she didn't like having sex with him anymore. That he had suggested the idea of threesomes and she just wanted nothing to do with it. You know, there, she could break up, Karen. You don't have to pull the kayak plug in the middle of the Hudson River. Well, they could break up, that's for sure, Nancy, except um, if there's anything that can be gained from him dying, then why would she just want to break up? Well, here's the thing to Ashley Wilcott joining us, lawyer and advocate. What she tells ABC's 2020 is very different from what she told the police in the interrogation In the interrogation, she says, hold on, I've got to get the very, very best quote, and then we'll actually listen to it. I wanted him dead, and now he's gone, and I'm okay with it. That's what she says in an 11-hour interrogation. As a matter of fact, hold on, Ashley, listen to this. You killed Vinny. Right? No, I'm, at, I'm asking you the question, you and I want to hear it. I want, you, I want you to tell me the truth. I am telling you the truth. What is the answer to that question? I didn't, I didn't no. want him. Angelica, what is the true answer to that question? All right, you need a statement. What is it? I wanted him dead, and now he's gone. And I'm okay That's not at all what she tells 2020. I'm not a killer. I would never do anything like this. I love him. But Ashley, now comes a specter of nearly a half a million dollar life insurance policy. He had a life insurance policy. Yeah. And you were on it? Yeah. To hey, with not wanting a threesome, this is about the money. Absolutely, and it's too little too late. You've already made your statement. It's a prior inconsistent statement. can be used against her in court. And to come out later and say, oh, no, I loved him, so she can get the money is exactly what she's done in this case. To Karen Smith, forensics expert. Karen, I mean, you've seen it all. You've worked on so many murder cases. To change your story and then come up with some cockamamie excuse like, They interrogated me too long. I was hungry. I was thirsty. For Pete's sake, it was 11 hours. That's it. Nobody beat her in the head with a phone book. I mean, she just 
I don't understand how she could even suggest now that she was forced into this statement. No cop made her say he wanted a threesome. Absolutely not. It wasn't a matter of forcing her to say anything. She made these statements of her free will, and they weren't coerced. You know, when we do murder investigations, we're looking for three things. Motive, means, and opportunity. Well, we have the means, the plug and the, the paddle, and a kayak in three to five foot waves. We have the opportunity. They're out there in the middle of nowhere. And the motive, well, that's about half a million reasons in my book for her to commit this crime. Well, this really disturbs me that with all of this evidence, all of the admissions, all of the cockamamie excuses she came up with, to David Hopkins, Crime Stories investigative reporter, what did Angelica Griswold get as a sentence? Everybody, you might as well sit down. You may need to lay down for this one. Go ahead. She only got uh, uh, four years behind bars. Four so. years behind bars. Ashley Wilcott, lawyer and advocate, his family must have gone berserk when that happened. Can you imagine for murder, manslaughter? I mean, honestly, from beginning to end, this smelled bad. And I cannot imagine being a family member who learns that this has happened and he's been murdered. And that's all you get is four years. Hey, there was just a sentence I read about that was a financial crime embezzlement, and it was $150,000, and that person was sentenced to serve 10 years. So where's that right? You embezzle $150,000, you're in jail 10 years. You kill someone, and you're in jail for four. Actually, her sentence, Ashley, Angelica Graswell, just 37 years old, got the sentence of one and a third to four years in the state prison for the death of 46-year-old Vincent Villafore. She actually had even pled guilty, and that was the bit that that's all they could do. Now, here is the shocker. Here is the shocker. She's already out. She is out from behind bars. It's, it's amazing. It's a, a shock. According to Biafori's sister, my brother did not deserve to have his life end this way. I mean, to you, Karen Smith, forensics expert, death by drowning is a horrible way to die. What exactly happens to your body? Well, we're dealing with really cold water, Nancy. So your body first is going to pretty much go numb. And what's going to happen after that is you're going to have a reflex. Your, your diaphragm is going to contract. You're going to want to pull in air. It's a natural reflex. No matter how long you try to hold your breath, it's going to happen. And unfortunately, if you're in that choppy water and if you're going under, that reflex is instead of air, it's going to pull in water. And that's going to start the drowning process. And unfortunately, um, that's what happened in this case. When police asked her during her interrogation how it made her feel to watch Viafore fighting for his life in the cold, choppy water, her response was, quote, euphoric. Take a listen to this. How did it make you feel when he did some of these things to you? To the point that you wanted them done. Did you feel like this was the only way out? That brings us up to the here and now. What is the most recent bombshell to David Hopkins, Crime Stories investigative reporter? What can you tell us? 
she's already out, and uh, she's uh, apparently now seeking uh, uh, money from the life insurance. That's right, David Hopkins. The very latest is that the kayak killer who has pled guilty to the death of Vincent Viafore by pulling the plug on his kayak in the last hours has announced she wants to claim her fiancé's $491,000 life insurance policy. The convicted kayak killer just isn't giving up. She's not giving up the ghost on trying to profit from her fiancé's death. And now she's actually taking on his family, his blood relatives, for the right to a half a million dollars of insurance policy. Karen Stark, I mean, does she know no shame? Well, shame has nothing to do with this, Nancy. When you're talking about someone who's capable of killing, they don't have a conscience. They don't care about his family. I would suspect that this is what she wanted all along. She wanted to be able to get a hold of this money. A half a million dollars life insurance policy. Now, we do know, and correct me if I'm wrong, David Hopkins, that she was listed as a 45% beneficiary on that. But when you kill somebody, don't shouldn't you lose your rights to the life insurance policy? She is actually contesting an effort by the Afore's family to bar her from getting her mitts on that money to Ashley Wilcott, lawyer and advocate. Weigh in, Ashley. I'm stunned. Well, let me say this. So what insurance companies do is if there's any fraud, alleged fraud or intentional willful act that uh, interferes with the necessity or ability or appropriateness of them to pay out, they fight it. And so the fact that she entered a plea and she was sentenced to jail time and she therefore has a conviction for this particular crime, rest assured, I do not believe that that insurance company is going to pay out that percentage to her. Well, wait a minute. You'd think that, right? But the reality is the family, his blood relatives, are actually having to put up a fight. Now, if this is any indication about how she rolls, we learned this, Karen Stark, New York psychologist, joining me. She gets out of prison after just a couple of months. This is a Latvian immigrant who watches her fiancé fight for his life and drown, sinking down to the bottom of the Hudson River. She walks out of prison and celebrates with martinis and a steak lunch. Yes, she walked out just one month after the sentencing and then goes out and has a nice, rare, bloody steak and martinis. It just looks bad, Karen. It looks bad and fits her profile because this is somebody who intentionally murdered this man. She was able to make sure that his kayak would not be able to withstand. She played around with those oars. Then she called it a tragic accident. Nothing that she does makes sense. So for her, this was freedom. She got away with it. And she has then the nerve to be able to ask to get this money because she has no conscience, no thought of killing somebody. It does not affect her, Nancy. She went right out and headed to an upscale eatery 
went up to the second floor for a, to a private room where she ordered and devoured a $38 steak, nice and bloody, during a two-hour lunch, started off with a round of martinis. I can't tell you how irritated I am right now, and I know that family, events of the Afore, is just beside themselves, and now they've got to launch a fight with her over his insurance money. You know, even if she does get the money, which is very possible, the family can sue her for wrongful death. But Ashley Wilcott, lawyer and advocate, it, it's just wrong. She kills him. She gets life insurance policy. And they have to sue her and spend all their money on a wrongful death suit. And she uses what money she has to live high on the hog. And for lawyers, I mean, Ashley, that's not justice. It's not. And that's the problem is that if she gets her hands on the money or already has, it'll be well spent by her before they ever get a judgment against her. So there's really no good outcome in this case. It's not a just outcome. And it's really um, ethically, morally, it, it feels bad. It's not right. Well, let me ask you this. What is it, Karen Stark? Why is it bothering me so much that she goes out, that goes straight from the as I call it, not the big house, but the big doll house, the women's correctional facility, the CI, and go straight out for martinis and a bloody steak. It just is rubbing me the wrong way. Well, the whole thing stinks, Nancy. That's why it's rubbing you the wrong way. How could somebody who killed, who murdered another person, who actually did a plea deal so that she could get less time and a different kind of sentence, winds up going out and celebrating, knowing that the person that she supposedly loved is dead. And I think the thing that really gets to you is that she's not even pretending that she cares. I mean, come on, Karen Stark. Some men will ask you to do anything. All you have to do is say no. It Typically, if she didn't want a threesome and she didn't want to do what he wanted, say no for Pete's sake. Break up if you don't like it. Nobody was making her stay with him. She'd already been through two husbands in the short time she was in the U.S. before she latched on, got her tentacles wrapped around the Afore. Now he's dead. I pity the next guy she runs into. But why should she make a profit off of it, Karen Stark? Well, it doesn't make sense that she should. But as at this point, Nancy, there is no law that prevents her. She's out of jail from, you know, requesting that money. She's allowed to do it. Well, so much for love at first sight. That's all I've got to say. We're on it, and I intend to stay on it and make sure Angelica Graswald does not get that money. You know what? It can be exhausting, right? Working all day, raising your children into the night, then up the next morning to do the next thing to keep it all going. And what I'm doing to increase my energy is to work on my blood pressure and circulation. I know you don't think about it a lot, but you should. And this is why. Circulation is crucial to maintaining energy and stamina. Because circulation, which is moving your blood through your body, the red blood cells take oxygen and nutrients to all the parts of your body. 
that helps you exercise longer, do more everyday activities. So what can you do to promote healthy circulation? Drink Super Beats. I'm doing it. Super Beats promotes the body's own natural ability to produce healthy circulation, give you increased energy and stamina all day long. Super Beats, made from beets grown to exacting standards. Then they are concentrated down into superfood crystals. I mix it with water, put an ice cube in there, and sip it all day long. If you want to improve your circulation, call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeets.com. N-A-N-C-Y-S-B-E-E-T-S dot com. And of course, I look at everything regarding how does it affect my Weight Watchers plan. I can drink Super Beats all day long, no problem. Hey, with your first order, you get another 30-day supply of Super Beats free. Plus indicator strips to see how Super Beats working for you, plus free shipping. Call 800-516-0683 or go to Nancy's Beats, N-A-N-C-Y-S, B-E-E-T-S dot com today. Super Beats. Thank you. I knew it was him, but everybody kept telling me, you know, don't think the worst. But me, I'm the grandmother, so I, I knew it was him. We have devoted a lot of time, energy, and investigation in trying to identify the remains of a four-year-old little boy that was found in a bag in a yard. And... We have breaking news right now that the little boy has been identified. Take a listen to what his grandmother has to say. I did see the sketch and I put his picture next to the composite. And I, when I really knew it was him was from, from the teeth, how they were formed and shaped. A medical examiner has finally identified the remains found in a bag. This was no accident. You don't have an accident, die, and crawl into a bag at age four. This bag was found in the backyard of a Cleveland home, a home that was vacant and having construction work done on it. This was last year, and we have been trying our best to have those remains identified. How does a child go missing and nobody knows? How can a body turn up in a bag and nobody identifies the baby? Authorities say in the last hours that they have identified this tiny child. And I'm just thinking about my twins at age four, how helpless and tiny they were. Joining me right now, syndicated talk show host, Dave Mack. Dave Mack. Telling us the latest out of Cleveland. Dave, what do you know about them finally identifying these remains? Nancy, you know, you, you mentioned a four-year-old and nobody reported him missing. That's the most shocking thing I can possibly think of. It's a vacant home and a guy is pruning trees in the backyard and cuts open a garbage bag and finds a complete skeleton inside and nobody had reported him missing. I'm still trying to digest Okay, that. wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, Dave Mack. To Karen Smith, forensics expert, Karen, if he was already skeletonized, that means he had been there for some time. That's exactly right. It means months, if not years, and I believe that they've dated it back to the spring or summer, mm -hmm. and that's going to make 
the medical examiner's job all that more difficult because you're dealing with there's no, I hate to be like this, but there's no flesh remaining. So there's not going to be the superficial bruising or the deep bruising left. There's not going to be much evidence. So they're really going to have to put their nose to the grindstone to find out what may have happened to this poor little boy. This little boy now identified as four-year-old Eliza Ruiz. The four-year-old has just been identified After months, we have spent trying to spread the word and the sketch by a sketch artist made from the tiny remains. I mean, how does that work, Karen Smith? How do you, and I've done it in court several times, find remains, decompose remains, bring in an expert who can actually make a sketch of the face of the dead person. How does that work when they're already skeletonized? kind of a fascinating process and I've seen a lot of uh, facial reconstruction artists use clay Um, they actually put uh, different levels of of foam on the the skull and they form what they believe to be a good likeness of the person and I would think that a child would be doubly difficult because you know their facial bones haven't formed uh, in the way that adults have so it's it's kind of speculative but from the drawing that I saw um, it was really quite compelling, and obviously it, it led to his identity, or at least helped to. This is not just any little boy. This little boy was beautiful, with a sparkly, happy personality. Listen to what his grandmother says. Personality is um, happy-go-lucky. He was always um, he was always doing something to make somebody laugh. It's heartbreaking that after this composite sketch, which really broke the case wide open, the grandmother says, I knew as soon as I saw the smile in the sketch that it was Eliza. I knew as soon as I saw the smile, it was my grandson. It's just more painful than I can even think of. But now the question is, how, how did this child die and why? What is the cause and manner of death to Dave Mack, syndicated talk show host? As of right now, the county medical examiner's office is still trying to figure out the cause and manner of death. Isn't that right? His mom has been away since February of uh, 2017. And his death, or they're assuming right now, trying to figure out an actual real time of death, came sometime after that, when he was not in the custody of his mother, but in the custody of his godmother. And that's what they're trying to trace back to what was going on in his life. Because, again, he was he was well fed. He was in okay shape. They can't find any outward signs of trauma and they just don't have any answers yet. Joining me, Ashley Wilcott, lawyer, sitting judge, and child advocate. Ashley, you know what I noticed in all the many years I prosecuted felonies? That when a lot of people handle cases where a child is the victim, the plea sentence is less. The sentence is less at trial. I don't know why, but I do not want this treated lightly. Somebody needs to go to jail for life on this, if not worse, Ashley. I agree. And here's the thing. The fact that the child was never 
reported missing is suspicious in and of itself because that means that whoever had the child murdered the child. Otherwise, somebody would have reported the child missing. So you have a lot of elements of different crimes in this particular case so that they can identify a suspect and actually prosecute them. And I will tell you, it shows like yours that raise public awareness because we have got to get stricter, harsher sentencing for those who murder children. Joining me is Karen Start, New York psychologist, and Karen Smith, forensics expert. Karen Smith, how are they going to determine if the body is mostly skeletonized? How are they going to determine the cause of death? That's a really good question. So unless the skeletonized remains have some kind of mark on them, you know, it's really difficult for me to talk about doing a a, a vicious homicide to a child, but we have to look at that as a possibility. Are there marks left on the bones that were found in the bag? Also, this could be a forensic case. You have a bag, you have a trash bag. And even though it was in the elements for a long time, if the bag was folded and we can find trace DNA remnants on the outside of that bag or the inside of that bag where the child was placed, we can do a comparison. They had a DNA profile that identified the child. So if we can run a DNA profile against that sample and find out if there's any foreign DNA, that's going to open up a whole new bag of worms. Also, Why did they choose the house they chose to dump the bag? To me, that tells me that whoever did it is familiar with the area. They knew that house had been abandoned, and they knew that it was a place to place it where nobody would notice, nobody would say anything, and it would remain there for a long time. Well, there has to be more than just skeletons because we know right now, Karen Smith, that the, although many reports said skeletonized, there had to be more than that because the ME is saying Uh, And this is the county medical examiner, Thomas Gilson, has said that Eliza was healthy up to his death, well-nourished, and no obvious signs of trauma. So what that means to me is he must be partially skeletonized because the medical examiner knows there's no obvious signs of trauma and more telling is that he was well-nourished. So there had to be soft tissue enough for that. Yes, that's correct, Nancy. It may not be enough soft tissue enable, uh, to enable them to give uh, a cause and manner of death. Um, hopefully it's enough for them to determine the cause or some precipitating reason why this child died or was murdered. Um, they, found, they said that his hair was brown and hair is very hardy. It, it can last a long time even in that environment. So hopefully there was enough there for them to make a ruling. We know that DNA has now confirmed that this is, in fact, Eliza. We also know that the child was in the care of his godmother in the mom's absence. I don't know where the dad is. I don't know where that piece of the puzzle fits into this scenario. But I know this. We want justice. And Eliza's grandmother could not agree more. Listen. I wish that the person that did this to him could get the same that they did to him, whatever that may be. If you have information to help solve the mystery surrounding the death of this four-year-old little boy, Eliza, please call 216-443-6000.
Repeat, 216-443-6000. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.